Flesh time long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time. Long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. We're over here. Uh, we we rented some studio space. Uh, I found out that I had some money from uh, a great grandparent who passed away. They left it. They I was supposed to go to college with it, but I didn't, and it was still there. So I figured, you know what? Let's get ourselves a little studio time. Take first time, long time to the moon. Let's take it nationwide here. So we're in a studio, and we're watching the old mech game here that went in six nothing against the. Uh, those stupid fish in that odd house snuff film of a, uh, a stadium they got down there in Miami. And uh, all is good for the moment. I say for the moment because it can easily go bad very quickly. Yeah, I tell you, kid, fun fact. I don't know if people know this, but Jeffrey Loria actually has Baugh, you know, that Justin Baugh, the big first baseman, come clean his house in a pair of tidy whities that's his thing. He does, yeah. He got tidy whities and a big bra. And he just walks around the house <laughs> with a feather duster. We can only hope. We can, we, only, <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope, and we can laugh right now because the Metropolitans are beating the Marlins currently six to nothing. But Richie, we weren't we weren't really laughing last night when our boy Neil Ramirez came in. What are your thoughts on Neil Ramirez? Give me give me your thoughts. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Let me tell you something. I gotta pray to Saint Anthony every day to to find some strength. Find me some fucking strength. I mean, Terry Collins. We tie the game. Travis Donnell closes his eyes and runs into one. It's 3-3, three to three, and Terry responds by saying, hey, who's the worst member of our bullpen? Let's rip him out of there and put him in the game. Next thing you know, the bases are loaded, nobody's out, and the game's over before, it, before you know it. So uh, just A-plus managing by Terry Collins, and it cost us a game. That, that would have been four straight, and uh, tonight, I mean, you know, 6 nothing. it would have been five, so... Terry Collins, like a like the father at a kid's birthday party. Party's going great. They got the pinata. They got the pool. Everything's going well. And he brings out the cake, and there's a bunch of peanuts in it. And half the kids are allergic to peanuts. Then they got people get with allergic reactions. You got to get the EpiPen out. And then, you know, ter- Terry, what are you doing? Why why'd you give these kids peanuts? We told you this ahead of time. They had allergies. Right. There's not enough EpiPens for everybody. There's a few kids face down in the pool. You got to choose. It's it's right <laughs> right, which is never a fun game. Uh, you get you get blamed for some sort of bias. Uh, yeah, no, it's not good. Terry's like the dad who, you know, he says he's going to pick you up from uh, soccer practice and take you out for ice cream because he's divorced from your mom and he doesn't get to see you that much. And then when soccer practice is over, you stand outside there for three hours till it gets dark, and uh, your mom shows up and and says, you know what? I'll just get you ice cream. He's worthless. Yeah, that's Terry. That's Terry. That's Terry. <laughs> That's Terry. That kind of sums up, you know, we've, we took, a, took another week off. Our boy was recovering from his, uh, from his surgery. You feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I got a LASIK. I got LASIK eye surgery. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm having a little trouble reading the news day these days. And uh, I went in there and I said, you know what? Who needs eyes? You know, you shoot the lasers at them. If, if they're there, they're there. If they're not, it's fine. I'll go on like uh, Helen Keller and just do my best. Yeah, what are you, like uh, 40-20? 4020. Yeah, 4020 now. I can see through your brain. I can see all the words that you want to say that are about to come out of your mouth. It's crazy. I mean, it's a great thing. You know, maybe you want to see things, but you don't want to look like Millhouse. That's the thing. I mean, I don't want to look like Millhouse. And to be honest with you, 
I want to be able to have a crystal clear view. If I'm going to play top dollar, if I'm going to pay top dollar, rather, to see Big Shot at In the Weeds. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't need it to be blurred. I drink enough of that to happen anyway. So, you know, I mean, I need to see these guys up close and personal. Shout out to Joel. Shout out to Joel. Big Shot down east of Alexa when it comes on. Six... To midnight, six to midnight, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, the state of the, the that's, state a, that's a reading from the book of Joel. <laughs> state of the Metropolitans. Uh, spoiler alert: things aren't good. Uh, we came into the season with high expectations. We thought things might be a little bit different. We thought maybe the uh, injuries would stop. We thought there's a nice stretching regimen in place. Instead, we got our boy Barwis having these guys pump iron, looking like the Road Warriors in the early '90s WWE, like coming off the top rope with the the clothesline move. I don't even know what it's called, but holy hell, like, here we are. We're in the middle of June. We're way under 500. Middle of June, end of June. I mean, we, you know, what what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Barwis is like one of those guys who, uh, it almost seems like he does bath salts and then just heads right to the gym. He he, he shows up there, he's all jacked up. His 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 voice is totally gone, totally shot. Like, he's just spent, spent like three consecutive years as a roadie for Bon Jovi or something. And, uh, you know, then he's just having people, he's having Yoenis Cespedes do like a thousand pounds on the, on the leg press. Like, you know, are we trying to set personal records here? Are we trying to make cool Instagram videos? Are we trying to win baseball games? And shout out to Ronnie Darling for, for taking ball with, he didn't name him, which is very classy. Ronnie went to an Ivy League school. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. But for just taking ball with out behind the woodshed and just really popping him in the head uh, you know, he's like, you know, we don't need to train bodybuilders. We don't need to train guys with six packs. We need to train baseball players. So to me, that translated to less lifting, more drinking, more staying out. It's a casual game. It takes a while. I mean, look at the 86 Mets. None of these guys are big. Absolutely, kid. I, even Keith Hernandez, about a month ago, they were talking about the Sunday games. Keith said he'd show up late. He'd skip batting practice. He'd sleep in the training room. He was making fun of the Braves because they have the the sleep center in their new stadium. They have these beds, these cots, and you know Keith, Keith's the picture of health. You know you couldn't, oh, yeah. you couldn't inject enough drugs into the guy in the 1980s. I mean, he was going to come out the other side. So like, I th- I agree completely. You look at these guys; they lived off like cocaine and and Bud Light and you know probably Rheingold's liquor. back then. Rheingold's, Some Rheingold's, the extra dry beer, extra dry. Yeah. Shout out WFAN. Yeah. Shout out Bob Murphy. And you know what R. I heard. Uh, Rheingold's, it lubes up your hamstrings pretty good because the Mets pull those like a motherfucker. So uh, if they could really, if they could pop some Rheingold's, maybe get some of those off eBay, just a six-pack of Rheingold's, and uh, get after it. Because, I mean, I've never seen so many injuries in my life. Let's see, who's been the, the DL this year for the New York Mets? Travis Darnot, Lucas Duda, Neil Walker, Estrubal Cabrera, David Wright, RIP, that's forever, uh, Cespedes, Ligaris, Noah, uh, Noah, Harvey, uh, Mats, <laughs> Wheeler, uh, Lugo, Giselman, uh, I mean, Smoker, Familia. Uh, the, that's like 35 players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, at this point, we're going to have to ask the ball boys and the ushers to grab, grab gloves and get out there. So, uh you know, shout out to the Mets. You're doing an awful job with the with the training staff. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to need to change it up. I mean, who would you bring in if you need a new trainer for the New York Mets? What about the Dr. Oz? You think he's available? Dr. Oz is good. Uh, big steroid guy, I think. 
Big steroid guy. Yeah, Maybe we could we could use it. I think he'd he'd be dishing out steroids for sure. Well, sign me up for that. I was thinking if you could get Richard Simmons out of hiding. Oh man, he's that's, a, that's a tough one. He won't leave for much, but if you say, "Listen, we need this team. Everybody's hurt." Uh, you know, I mean, they're not that heavy, but still, we could use you, Richard. A little calisthenics wouldn't kill these guys. Yeah, just just for general team morale. That's true. Richard just walking around in, in a bunch of uh, booty shorts just trying to hug everybody. Who doesn't love that? No, not, I, I do. <laughs> Build team morale. Sign, Bonding. Sign me up. Yeah. Sign me up. But I, I made this analogy once before, and like you know, there might be some people out here that have heard me make this, but I'm going to make it again. The Mets training staff is kind of like a haunted house. Like if you lived in a, a house that you thought might be haunted and like literally every single year there was – like two to three events that were like terrifying, like the lights flashing in the middle of the night, like your windows breaking, maybe someone getting thrown up against a wall by a supernatural force. You might be, you know, hey, this, this house is great. It was obviously cheap for a reason. This, this house is haunted. Like maybe it's not haunted, but at a certain point you'd say the one constant is the house, right? The Mets, the one constant is the training staff, and they still haven't done anything. No. It's like a haunted house. No, Ray Ramirez has a permanent position with the team. Uh, I don't really get it. Um, you know, I mean, I'd love to find a way to compare the Mets to the LIRR because that's the other thing that disappoints me most in my life. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, you know, it may be the LIRR. They come out with the trains with the new seats, and you're excited. The Mets come out with this team with the hot pitching staff, and you're excited. Then next thing you know, people are thrown up on the seats. There's crap everywhere. The ticket's still $250 a month, and that's if you're in western Nassau, and you're upset. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm 350. 350. Out, out in the boondocks. Yeah. Massapequa, Massapequa Park, Amityville, Copay, Lindenhurst, and Babylon. We get the uh, the Cold Spring Harbor. Yeah. If yeah. that guy's listening, fucking cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear you, bro. Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. Uh, but I guess the question is what, is, what is the optimism of this team? You know, is, is Kelly Johnson available <laughs> by a trade to inject – the Mets with his like team morale and like all of a sudden bring the team back. But in all seriousness, do they make a run? Do they try to go for it? Or cross town, I hate saying this, the New York Yankees, who everyone said, Oh, the Yankees, oh yeah, pride and pinstripes, you know, we don't we don't rebuild up here in the Bronx. We reload. Like they rebuilt last year. They traded a bunch of guys. They got a bunch of fucking great prospects. And now all of a sudden they got Aaron Judge, who looks like the big show went on a fucking Atkins diet, and they're just destroying everybody. And the, the Yankees got a great ball club all of a sudden. One-year turnaround. The Mets, in theory, should be able to do that. Do we give up on the season? Are we still optimistic? What are your thoughts? I think we need an outfielder with gigantism. Just <laughs> that, that's, that's what we need. We just need a nice 7-2 guy <laughs> that, that could just hit one literally to, uh, to Roosevelt. Yeah. But... Uh, no, I mean, I, to be honest, it's going to depend on, on these, next, uh, these next couple series. I mean, if they, if they go on a tear here and they win a bunch of games and you finish uh, at the All-Star break close to 500, it's going to be a tough, tough thing to, to do to sell, uh, sell on these players. At the same time, I don't know how the market is on these players. You know, like, if you're going to get rid of Duda, do you want to get rid of Duda for – first of all, let me backtrack. I'm shocked that Kelly Johnson is not – in orange and blue yet. And I'm shocked that we haven't retraded for Bartolo Colon. These are things that I thought would be done by now. It's, it's late June. Fourth of July is coming up this weekend, and we don't have Kelly Johnson on the team. 
That is why we are in this position. Think of the last two years, the World Series year, and last year we made the playoffs. Kelly was on the squad by June. Kelly Johnson is our X Factor. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think he has any team right now. I don't think he's even signed. Well, that's the thing, kid. Like, you think about your softball team, you got like the guy that's like the EH, he's the occasional catcher. Like, he's not really good, but like, everyone likes having him around. And I yeah. feel like Kelly Johnson did that. He had a great head of hair. He used to come out to that, like, I want my MTV song or like one of those, like, first, I don't know. I, I pay a lot of attention to the entrance music. I was a big Kelly Johnson guy. He had great entrance music. Occasionally, oh, the too. Beastie Boys, him and David Wright were Beastie Boys guys. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know what the weight is. I mean, Kelly's the kind of guy. He shows up to the softball field. He brings the Keystone Lights. He doesn't ask anybody if he had any money. Yeah. You know, he, he's always offering to drive people home, even if he shouldn't be driving. But the office out there, which is nice. Yeah. And, you don't have uh, to get in the car. Right. You don't have to get in the car, but he will take you. Right. And he'll probably get you there safe. Probably. Yeah. It's not, it's not, he's not Joel. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that he's just Mr. Reliable, uh, great ahead of hair, probably bats about, you know, 250 in softball. But you forgive him. You know, and that, that's the kind of guy we need in this team right now. I don't think they're going to sell for nothing, is what I'll say. Like, I don't know if they're just going to kick pieces away for the sake of kicking pieces away. Um, you know, I do like the guys they have coming up next year. You got uh, Ahmed Rosario and uh, Dominic Smith. But uh, at the same time, I mean, you know, like I said, if you're not going to get anything for Duda, if you're not going to get anything for Bruce, What's the point? They should be able to get something for Bruce. I think, like, you know, an American League team where he could DH a little bit. You would hope. You would hope. But I agree, and I, I don't want them to kick everyone on the curb, like you said. Like, remember the Pirates that one year where they literally just like we're going to trade everybody and like just so we can restock the farm system. The Mets are actually in a pretty good spot with their farm system right now. Yeah, I mean, they could trade some starting pitches that'll get people like you know you could trade. DeGrom, apparently the Astros want DeGrom, but so do I. The guys that I would like to trade are the ones that don't have very much value, like Harvey. I'd love to trade Harvey. No one's going to want Harvey. Yeah, could we trade Harvey to, like, uh, what's, like, the worst city in the major leagues? Uh, hmm. I was going to say Kansas City, but then he'd go to Kansas City and he'd inevitably go, like, 10-1 and one down the stretch. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we should trade We should trade Sorry, Harvey. Kansas City. We should trade Harvey to, like... The White Sox or something. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be a real nice shitty place for Harvey. I mean, but I, I would even I would move Matt's too, as sad as it is to say. I mean, I, I don't want to turn my back on my fellow Long Island brethren, but I would move Stevie Matt's if I had to, if it was going to get me something. You know, is Duda going to get you something? I don't know. But, uh, you know, they got to they gotta win games. They got to keep it close by the All-Star break because the, the NLE sucks, and the wild card is within reach too. I mean, it's it's... It's still double digits, I think, but you know the NL is not exactly tearing it up, and uh, crazier things have happened. So I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a tough call. I will say this though: I would like Estrubal Cabrera off the team ASAP. I what is this garbage where this guy's too good to play second base? I don't get it either. And I really liked Estrubal Cabrera. He did the thing where he would like take the guys' helmets off when they hit home runs. I like that. I like that. I thought he was great for team morale. Uh, and he had a great season last year, and everyone said, like, this is incredible to watch him because he really has not been this good defensively. He obviously is really invested. Uh, I don't know what the deal happened <laughs> this offseason, but defensively he doesn't look the same. If you're getting paid a lot of money and someone tells you to go do something, 
you should probably go and do it. And this is a case where, as Drupal doesn't want to play second base, he's played second base before. This is not like we're telling uh, Daniel Murphy to play left field or putting Lucas Duda back in the outfield or something like that. Like, right. This is a case where the guy has played there a long time. We have other options at the shortstop position. Like, just just do it. You're getting paid. Well, if you're if you're like, what? How old is this Drupal Cabrera? Like, 34 years old. Probably. If you're 34 years old, with like a fupa. And you got hand, brick hands out there, and you're making errors like there's no tomorrow. How are you going to sit there in front of your locker and say, I'd like to be moved? Incredulous. Right. I mean, that's like, that's like if, you, if you're on the job and you, know, you fall asleep using the forklift and you drop a bunch of bricks and kill somebody. How are you going to say, don't take me off the forklift? Hey, it's Drupal. The uh, Long Island Ducks are on the phone. They got a compelling offer for you. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can get out there and play with John Lennon and Bernard Gilkey. <laughs> okay, John Lennon, superstar Long Island Duck. All right. <laughs> Not to mention, like he, I just saw the commercial. He's got this fucking bobblehead thing coming up, which which also pisses me off now because it's like the guy's going to be traded. I kind of hope they everyone throws the bobbleheads in the field like it's a catfish at a Predators game. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. You're out. I'm out. You don't. You don't turn your back like that. I mean, listen. Obviously, he thinks that the se- he's given up on the season. Season's over for Estrubel. He's he's auditioning for other teams. He's hitting like a maniac now. Yeah. Get him out of here. We're done. Agree, kid. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to move on from Estrubel Cabrera. And as we're in this uh, watching this Mets game on a Wednesday, they are winning currently six nothing. The rest of the week, let's run through it. We got the Mets and the Marlins Thursday. By the time you're going to be listening to this, it's going to be today. So today is Thursday. Our boy Seth Lugo versus Jose Urania. Thoughts? I mean, the boy Seth Lugo, pretty good. Not going to lie. Really, he's had a lot of pickups in my fantasy baseball league. I've noticed (laughs) there's been about 1,000 guys site-wide on Yahoo that picked up Lugo this week. And, uh, you know. I, I can't say too much bad about my boy, Seth. Okay, okay Matt Barry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Woj. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> have you seen this? Have you heard of this? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the guy's got this, uh, this nice 12 to 6 hook there and, and he's pitching pretty well. I mean, the only thing I got a problem with is that he's got a weird, he's got a weird name, Seth Lugo. It's just, it, it's, uh, it's a little strange, but, you know. Well, didn't a, didn't a member of Lugo's family, like, reach out or follow us last year? Uh, actually, Lugo, yes, I believe, uh, the, the woman he is dating. Shout liked, out to you. Love it. Liked a few of our posts, and she seems like a nice lady. Shout out to Seth and, Lugo. Uh, shout out to Seth Lugo. Good yeah. stock. Good yeah. stock. You can tell. He's got a good, you know, sometimes you meet a guy, like, it's a Long Island thing. You're like, all right, this guy, this guy gets it. Yeah. If you want, listen, Seth Lugo, if Matt gets traded, you are from Long Island now. You are going to be Seth Lugo yes. from, uh, Jericho. Oh, you go total alliteration, Seth Lugo from Levittown. That's true. Seth Lugo from Levittown. It fits. Grew up in a cookie-cutter house. Tough kid, blue collar. Oh, yeah. Tough po- kid, blue collar. Used to go see the, uh, the Jones Beach fireworks every 4th of July. That kind of guy. He would, he would, he would go down. He, uh, he had a camp job yeah. when he was like 14. Camp he job, worked for the town when he was for, like 17. Yeah, worked for the town. Didn't quite make it as a lifeguard. But you know, he did he did some sanitation stuff for a while. Yeah. Had a dream. He was redshirted at CW Post his oh, first the post. year. Okay. Yep. 
and uh, you know, then then he he somehow made it. It was one of those moments. It was a it was an open tryout, and he showed up in Port St. Lucie with his with his Mizuno mitt and a dream. And Seth Lugo from Levittown, the kid who worked for the <laughs> he worked for the town. He used to he used to haul trash. He used to run the day camp. He gets out there redshirted by CW Post, home of no MLB stars. Gets out there and just starts. He just starts twirling that curveball. He was the trash man. He wasn't trash man. That's that's right. Yeah, Seth Lugo. Uh, we've just turned your life into a Disney movie, and now you're from Long Island. So congratulations. Shout out to Brian Morris, the rookie. <laughs> Love you, Dennis Quaid. Uh, <laughs> Friday, Friday, the Phillies come to town. It's July Fourth weekend. And it's not like 10 years ago when the Phillies were actually a relevant baseball team and they would have a number of fans that would come to New York to just act like buffoons. Instead, they will be down in Seattle City also being buffoons um, because that's what the Philly fans are. And quite frankly, I can make a cheap joke about Rocky. I can make a cheap joke about cheesesteaks. But what I'm going to make a cheap joke about is you people saying water. Yeah, water. Water. Foon. You want some water? Foon. Loses. Uh, what a bunch of cheese dicks. Unbelievable. Ryan Howard's parking cars right now at like a steakhouse. Yeah, and, and, he, and he didn't like Ryan Howard. There's a reason you never liked Ryan Howard, but we won't get into that. Because uh, he wasn't hitting that well at the end of his career. Because he wasn't hitting that well, clearly. Yeah. Clearly, that's what it is. Duh. Uh, Philly, <laughs> Philly people. No, uh, duh. <laughs> so Friday night, Mets at, uh, Mets at home against the Phils. Ben Lively, I've never heard of you. I don't know if you're related to Blake Lively. That'd be great. But they are going against Jacob DeGrom. In your theory and everyone else's theory, including our boy John Heyman and a few others, if DeGrom is indeed being shopped, uh, you'd think this is like the kind of game where he comes out and has the goods. DeGrom's been great. Ever since he uh, got upset and cried in the dugout with Terry, he's got an ERA under one, and uh, he's been tearing it up. So, you know, I think there was that, that one game that they really smoked him um, it lit a fire, and, uh, you know, between that and that terrible car commercial, he's got a lot to prove. He's got to get out there and show that he's he's still uh, good old Jacob DeGrom and that he didn't sell out like Thor. Oh, that, yeah. one, that one cuts deep. Well, you know, listen, I, I got to call a spade a spade. Hey, he's not, he's not making a ton of money yet. I mean, and he's been hurt. Like Thor? Yeah. He's making a ton of money. Not from the Mets. But I'll tell yeah. you something. I mean, he's got he's got an ad. If if you could have ads in New Jersey, you wouldn't be able to see the Mets logo <laughs> with with Thor. I mean, it'd be it'd be Geico, it'd be Muscle Milk, it'd be it'd be State Farm. He'd have two different insurance companies on one jersey. The guy the guy's out of control with the uh, with the with the ads. But I think uh, I think the Grom's gonna have a great game against uh, the Phillies. Who I bet, by the way, I bet the Phillies still give away like Chase Utley bobbleheads. Just hoping that you know, just hoping that people come for the nostalgia. Oh, absolutely! I mean, uh, you know, Chase Utley, uh, you know, Pat Burrell, nostalgia night. Oh, just like, Pat Burrell, yeah. Just a bunch of guys getting hammered and trying to fight people. I would love it if the Phillies just another Wednesday in Philly. Because I used to love when they would come to Shea Stadium, and you would just see some some like uh, New York security guards just just whacking Philadelphians with a baton in the upper deck of Shea, and they'd just be rolling down the red section. And you just cheer as they, as they, as they hit the bottom of the aisle, and were dragged out by their feet. It was a different. There was a different time, especially like twenty years ago. Like, oh uh, yeah, like the height of like uh, when people were like actually like listening to like bands like Limp Biscuit and Corn. Like, you know that was that was a weird time. Like that was the the height of scum 
scumbaggery, oh, I yeah. think, in the United States. And, like, you know, those Mets-Phillies games, like, holy hell. And, like, I, you know, like I, I give Phillies fans a hard time, but, like, the Mets fans, uh, we, we weren't the, you know, the No, princes. but there was nothing like seeing... I was, I was 10, but... Yeah, but there was nothing like seeing, uh, you know, some, some guy from, from South Jersey come up here to see a Met game and then just get taken by his Jenkos and went, <laughs> smashed into a wall like he was a mouse in a garbage bag. Have a good trip home. Yeah, have a good trip home. Grab a water on the way out. Don't forget to phone your mom. Bunch of losers. Ah, love it. We're going to win that first game, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, we better. If we Jacob DeGrom lose to Blake Lively or Ben Lively, uh, I'll jump off a bridge. Yeah, what does this world come to? Uh, I, I won't do that. Uh, Saturday, four, 4 o'clock, I will be in the building. I will be in the building. Uh, shout out to me. Oh, will you? You're going to be there for Asdrubal Cabrera Turncoat Bobblehead Day? Good. <laughs> not only Bobblecoat Day. <laughs> Bobblecoat Day. <laughs> Bobblecoat Day is going to be great. 405, Helixson, Wheeler, next. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the excitement. <laughs> Here, ready? I'm going to do the uh, the opening theme. I practiced it for the years. I got it. Through the years, right? Let's go. Oh, that, that, that's a baseball tonight one. I, I have a really good SMY one. Oh, yeah? Right, I got it. Hold on. I just remembered it. Me, And a pleasant good afternoon here at City Field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today's start, we've got Jacob DeGrom against Blake Lively. DeGrom, uh, a point five three in his last three starts there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Keith, what do you think of that? <laughs> Keith's just on the floor. He's had 17 Jack and Cokes <laughs> for the game. Well, the Mets have not been playing good baseball, Gary. I've been telling you this. Fundies. I've been, te- been telling you this. Bad fundies. Opportunities with guys with ribeye steaks are just not getting done. If this game's not done under two hours, I swear to God, I'm going home. Going home, Gare. Do you understand how, how how far my ride is out to Sag Harbor? It's like two and a half hours. It's far. It's a lot of wine. <laughs> uh, Helixson versus Wheeler. Buy your tickets. Uh, Helixson at one point was like the uh, he was like sounding like a, a this is terrible radio. Uh, he was like the Fangraphs like anomaly because like his BAPIP or whatever like he wouldn't strike anyone out and like people are like he's gonna regress. Yeah, Jeremy Helixson's gonna regress. It's just great, uh, great uh, positioning by the coaches there. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's all it was. Yeah, got to got to utilize the shift. <laughs> uh, Zach Wheeler, glad you're back. Glad you're healthy. Just you know, we'd like to see a pitch a little better, but beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, Bobby Valentine, what do you think of Zach Wheeler? I think that the, when the wheels start turning, and Zach Wheeler's a, <laughs> a heck of a player. Thanks, Bobby. Great insight. Bobby B- Valentine, ladies and gentlemen. B- B- Bobby, what are, you, what are you up to these days? Well, you know, I'm sitting here in my uh, in my apartment, and sometimes I go on podcasts with people that I've never met before, and I allegedly work at Sacred Heart, and there's a steakhouse in there somewhere. <laughs> and uh, that's, about, that's about it. Love it. Thanks, Bobby. We're going to get that in every show now. That was Bobby Valentine. He, uh, he stops by. He's got an apartment right upstairs from this uh, studio we rented out, so... <laughs> so uh, we we win or lose on Saturday? Uh, mm, 
probably probably winning. Yeah, I'd say Hopeful. I'd say Helixson's a win. Helixson's a win. Um, Ikoff, do we face Ikoff? No, we uh, we we barely get Nick Pavetta, who I have never heard of, and sounds like somebody you and I went to high school with. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nick Pavetta sold weed in gym. Nick Pavetta had great parties. <laughs> yeah, Nick Pavetta. Yeah, Nick Pavetta's parents had a timeshare in Disney. <laughs> they, they used to. <laughs> <laughs> they used to spend a lot of time down in Disney at the timeshare. Nick Pavetta used to just throw rages. It was like that movie Project X every weekend at Nick Pavetta's house. Nick Pavetta had like a car, like uh, one of the convertibles, like an old convertible that like wasn't good, but he had like the top down, and like yeah. people thought he was, you know, the cat's pajamas. It was like a Mercury Sable that he took a chainsaw <laughs> to. It wasn't actually a convertible. He just made it into one, and then in the in the winter time. He would take fishing rods with garbage bags on them and just make a top for it. Nick Pavetta was actually the first guy, like a couple of years ago, that had a man bun. Like he was before everybody else. Nick Pavetta had Nick a, Pavetta. a huge man bun. Yeah, and uh, he was getting made fun of by his uh, by his family for that because you know, like they're pretty they're pretty conservative about long hair. But then, like he, your family, you know, the right. Italians. Yeah, no, they. But then he. <laughs> But then, he, but then he pointed to uh, some of the soccer stars, and he said, "Well, what about them?" And then they everyone kind of backed off. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about Del Piero. Right. Exactly. There's a soccer player. Perlay. <laughs> Pirlo. Perlo. <laughs> Shout out FIFA ninety whatever. Ninety everything. Sunday. 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 Pavetta. Against uh, currently undecided for the Metropolitans. I wish I had a better answer for you, but oh, I don't. Oh boy. It's going to be a Sunday afternoon back-to-back day games. Uh, could it be Montero? Could be Montero. Raphael. Raphael. Not Donatello. Right. Uh, going for the Metropolitans, but I'm, I'm happy about the back-to-back day games. You know how I feel about day games. You know how I feel about a 405 start. Like, give me, give me all the 405 starts. Yeah, I would take a 405 start every day of the week. It's the best. Frankly, I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't uh, contractually obligated to only go to the Dominican Republic, I would move out west because every game is a 405. Yeah. Yeah. Or four ten, yeah, and I mean, like during the NFL season, you have an excuse to start drinking at ten oh five, or yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's you know, I, th- I think that doesn't stop you. No, it, it never does. But it's never still, does. it's still nice, like you know, socially for it to be socially acceptable at an earlier time. Yeah, and the eight o'clock game out there comes on at five. There you go. I so. didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you didn't put those together, did you? I'm not a, uh, I'm not a math guy. I was always better at time zones in school. Yeah, you were big geography guy. Uh, time zones class, which is with the class they gave to people who, yeah, it was like remedial uh, social studies. I remember they asked what the capital of South Dakota was, and you said Bismarck. And I, thought, I said, I thought that's a country. I thought it was a pancake mix. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we're all in a pickle. Going off the rails, kids. Uh, so there we go. Uh, you know, we... Well, ultimately, we're thrilled to be back doing the show. Uh, hopefully, it sounds a little better. We rented this studio. We're going to have to, uh, I don't know, maybe sell some copper wire to pay for this. But, you know. Yeah. I, I think what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to drive around uh, Queens and just start stealing catalytic converters. And uh, <laughs> there's platinum in those. So if I sell enough, uh, we'll have this studio for a while. So. You know, there's plenty of cars in Astoria. Lord knows. Yeah, the parking. Right. The parking. Whoa. SUVs, watch out. 
all right? Because every SUV, I'm getting under there with one of those uh, one of those little scooters. Just get on my back, just slide under there real quick. Little saw. That's like that's like two thousand dollars right there. Takes about thirty seconds. Watch out for your catalytic converters. Don't uh, watch out because otherwise the show suffers. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So don't, if you want, donate them. Cut them out yourselves and donate them. But otherwise, I'll come by and steal them. Yeah, find us on Twitter. We're at Twitter at MetsFTLT. We're on the Facebook. We're on the Facebook. Yeah, no one gets in touch on the Facebook, but you should get in touch on the Facebook anyway. It's first sure. time, long time. You can send us a uh, a uh, one of those emails too at first time, long time pod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to be back. I think, uh, I think we're really feeling ourselves now with this smooth jazz recording we have going on. Yeah, and you can always uh, write us some regular mail, and instead of putting it in the post office, you just leave it at Sal, Chris, and Charlie's underneath the crackers, and I'll find it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll find it. We'll find it. So uh, that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, shout out to Nick Pavetta. Nick Pavetta, let's go Mets. We'll see you, kid. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey, guys. This is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time. <laughs>